Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm joining you this evening with a glass of water. I wanna chat with you today about self-empowering yourself so that you may better empower your patients during your care with them. So as you know, I've written my book, Communication is Care, and the way in which I wrote that book was very intentional. I wrote that in such a way so that the clinician who reads it could understand the importance of themselves in the patient healing process, the importance of how you see yourself and how you yourself um, are aligned and empowered. Because I truly believe that in order for us to empower our patients fully, we ourselves have to feel empowered to begin with. So if you're a clinician who feels like you have no control over your life, you have no control over your work or any autonomy, um, you are not going to um, necessarily give your patient that much control over theirs, right? It, It would be harder to let that happen because you yourself don't quite feel that way. So you don't really know what that's like to give it to somebody else. So... There are so many simple ways that you can empower yourself depending on how um, how much you need to. But oftentimes it really just comes down to giving yourself permission, right? Not needing other people to validate you, you validating yourself, you understanding that um, you matter and who you are matters. And that's what makes you good at what you do, not necessarily everything you know. Also, like looking at things that you can control in the situations that you're in rather than 
um, focusing on what you can't control. So, you know, it's much easier for us to accept the things that we can't change and change the things that we can um, in order to empower ourselves. And with self-empowerment comes self-responsibility, right? Because when you feel empowered, you're more inclined to um, do more, right? You're more inclined to make more of a stand. And when you do that, there's a responsibility um, that comes with that that you accept in doing so. So once you feel that sense of responsibility, you know that you are starting to feel more empowered also, um, self-care, I, you know, I preach this all the time. <laughs> um, I've done a few episodes now on self-care that you can look back to, to look at specific things you can do. And this is always evolving for me, but it's not just um, doing the things that are involved in your self-care, but it's also just making the self-care a priority because by doing that, you are prioritizing yourself, right? You are preserving yourself and you are you are letting yourself understand and be aware of the fact that you matter and that your care matters and if that isn't done then everything else falls short after that another thing you can do another thing that we do as clinicians all the time is we help others right we help patients and by helping other people it kind of takes the focus off of our own problems but if this is all we're doing then we're kind of neglecting ourselves too in the process and then you you can get into burnout that way as well because you start to feel like you're investing 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 so much in others but you're not giving or receiving anything for yourself so be careful with that one um, i really do feel like empowering yourself is a lot more comprehensive than just focusing on the needs of others to distract yourself so I've said this before, partly why I wrote my book is because of the fact that during my dad's um, health journey over a 10-year course, um, and me as a caregiver and our family as caregivers, we often felt very disempowered in the healthcare system from the get-go. And it wasn't something we were totally aware of until we were in situations in which we weren't involved in a plan of care, for example, or we weren't involved in decision making or people were imposing their beliefs on us and things like that. And we just felt like we weren't being heard or listened to. Um, you know, and I'd like to think that the healthcare system is improved in empowering patients and caregivers to be advocates of care, but um, truthfully, I don't think we are much <laughs> and I really do think with the pandemic as well and with COVID-19 and visitor restrictions happening in hospitals but also in the communities too and in clinics I know that um, you are only allowed a limited number of people in the clinic as well um, it it disempowers patients from the get-go and it's almost as if they don't think that they can invite their family members into their care conversations unless we invite them to do so. And quite honestly, you know, when it comes to the therapeutic alliance, although the patient is the, is, is the one giving consent and is the one who is um, in that relationship, I think it's very important for us as providers, regardless of where you're working, whether it is um, you know, in community, whether it's in clinic, whether it's um, in a hospital setting or a long-term care setting, that we are asking our patients if they want 
anyone else to be involved in their care plan as well. Because it's pretty overwhelming for some patients to receive a lot of information. And to us, it may seem as though that they're, that they're understanding it, but they might not be. And, and oftentimes, it's reassuring for them if they have an extra uh, pair of ears or eyes um, to listen to the conversation as well and also ask any questions that maybe they haven't thought about um, or, you know, just providing emotional support, right? Like that's so important. And like I said, now with COVID-19 um, happening in the pandemic, all of that's now been more restricted than usual. So I really uh, hope that, you know, you're inviting are trying to invite your patients um, to allow their, their, their caregivers or their loved ones or trusted family friends um, into their care plan as well. And, you know, I'm not saying that you have to, but I do think it's really a big part of empowering their care. Obviously, asking permission to treat, permission to assess, permission to delegate, all of those things are super important, giving your patient the, the control over their care um, and kind of meeting them in such a way that you're collaborating with them rather than just giving care. I had a, a patient not that long ago, um, this was a few months back, say to me like, I didn't know that I could have received more comprehensive care, you know, over the duration in which they were feeling um, unwell until they had worked with me. and. You know, I thought that was pretty powerful, and and this is something I've always felt and known because, again, I was a caregiver, so I understood in some ways. But what they were trying to say was that, like, I didn't know that I could ask for, um, like, I could ask questions and I can involve my family, and you know, I didn't know those things, and you know, and I also didn't know, like if the care I was receiving was quality care or not, because I'm not the professional, right? And it makes total sense. And we've always felt this way as professionals is that we are the experts of the knowledge, right? Like we're the ones who are being trained. But when it comes to therapeutic alliance, when it comes to connection, when it comes to rapport, that is kind of the indicator uh, for our patients to know if that therapeutic relationship is right for them. So that was kind of their question to me was like, how do I know? Because I'm not the expert, I'm not the professional. So how do I know if what I'm receiving is what I need and if it's good care um, to the level that I need it? And that was basically what I explained was that, um, is that good care for you might look like what is the therapeutic rapport like? What is my rapport like with that clinician? Is this clinician empowering me? Or am I feeling dependent on them? Or um, you know, are they, are, you know, are they wanting to be a part of my care? Do I feel like I can ask questions? Do I feel safe in their care completely and utterly um, myself? Um, I think those are kind of ways for patients to self-guide um, their care because, like they said, they had a great point. You know, they're not the professional, right? We are. And we, if we are not picking up on those nonverbal cues, those empathetic listening type cues, then we are missing, uh, we are missing things by a long shot. And while that does, guys, is prolong 
their um, their health journey, right? And the more prolonged a patient's health journey is, the more fragmented it becomes, right? The more people they have to see. And I'm not saying that you are everything to your patient because we're not. To think that is egotistical of us, I think. Um, but you do want to make sure that the care you're providing is comprehensive, that when your patient leaves your care, that there is a follow-up in place, that there is a plan in place for them to maintain and continue um, and continue to, to take the course of their, their journey in an empowered way uh, that they feel like they can be advocates of their own care, right? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help patients better understand themselves and by doing that, they can better help themselves along the way. So um, let me know what you guys think. I, I really do think that with the way the healthcare system is going, we're going to see a lot of uh, patients with longer term needs, not necessarily just acute injuries, or you might see patients with acute injuries um, on top of a chronic condition that has longer term needs and that can become layered, right? So um, take your time, be open, be honest, be, visi be visible, be transparent, listen, 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 um, empathize and empower your patients as best you can to be a part of that therapeutic alliance um, in such a way that it makes them feel safe, it makes them want you to be the one who provides care with them and um, that they feel like once they're, they're t once they're done with you, that they feel confident in what's to come and they don't feel lost or that they could fall through the cracks. I've always said that it's not the patient who falls through the cracks, it's the communication that falls through the cracks. So if you can keep that thought in mind, you will make sure <laughs> that your patient does not fall through the cracks because you will initiate that next step um, of communicating and um, helping them navigate the system and um, also coordinating any services that they might need or equipment that they might need. So let me know what you guys think. If you like this podcast, please take a screenshot, tag me, and I will do the same. And I would really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on your podcast platform and leave an honest word, an honest comment. That would mean the world to me, and that would allow me to continue to bring awareness to supporting healthcare providers and su supporting the healthcare system, making it better than it is because we know things can always be better and obviously creating the best patient care experiences during that time. So until we chat next time, guys, remember to stay well, stay empowered, um, and stay happy. So if you guys like this podcast, please subscribe and leave an honest review. Your feedback means everything to me. Your reviews are what moves this podcast forward, and I always appreciate receiving them. If you want to get a hold of me directly, reach out to me on social media. My handles are in the show notes. And you can always subscribe to my weekly newsletters at jenniferGeorge.co so that we can stay connected. So until next time, thank you guys so much again for your ongoing support.